Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, this episode of the podcast is a timely one for me. <laughs> we are going to be talking about potty training and it's something that from your questions we know that a lot of you guys are going through as well. So we thought who better um, to get on the podcast than an absolute expert um, when it comes to potty training. I mean it, there isn't anything in this field that she doesn't know it is the lovely amanda jenner hello hello (laughs) how are you i'm good thank you how are you yeah good thank you um this has actually come at such a good time for me personally because it's the easter holidays and i'm trying to work but i'm also i've also taken this as an opportunity to try and potty train my daughter Gigi. she'll be three in june and she actually first used the potty i want to say a year ago um just purely off of her own back and i thought oh gosh this is going to be an absolute breeze if that's you know that's what's happened and actually it's been the complete opposite because um what came with that her sort of starting to talk about the potty and all that she's developed a complete fear of going to the toilet at all like even in a nappy yeah very common very and it's common. just been awful um so I've left it alone for about oh god well, almost a year I've left it alone um but we got to the point now where she doesn't want to go in a nappy she doesn't want to go like it doesn't want to do a poo in the nappy doesn't want to do a wee in the nappy and the only place she actually wants to do it is in the bath or on the toilet so we've decided that's it <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna go for it so yeah but is, is it is it common that they just kids completely with withhold like from going to the toilet do you know so many mums and dads ask me this and they think right we're gonna start it like yourself you know good timing got a bit of time off over easter um but what happens is it they come out of their comfort zone so they're so used to having their nappies on and they come out of their comfort zone and all of a sudden they're like oh no i don't know where to do it so mm. i'm just gonna do it where it's nice and warm i.e the bath yeah. um so and i think they they hold on because they're scared to do it in their pants they're scared to do it on the floor they're scared to upset mummy and daddy they get really confused so to all the parents you know that that say right we're going to start like yourself the biggest thing i can say to do before you start is to do a little bit of education with them first so yeah. don't just think right i'm going to start this week or parents lots of i've got lots of messages saying they're going to start this week next week because of the holidays 
but show them an app, read them a book, do some bits with them before you just take that nappy off and expect them to know what to do. Because like anything we do, we have to teach ourselves to do it. And it's yeah. exactly the same when it comes to our little ones. <laughs> so that's what we've got to do. So yeah, very common. Kids start not wanting to go at all, start screaming, having tantrums, which lots of people have said here. So it, it's very common. So don't worry. There's nothing wrong. It's just very normal. Just normal. And very hard work, to and be honest with you. just before we get into the chat, how did you get into this space? <laughs> How do you become an expert in potty training? Well, it was always my life ambition when I was at school. <laughs> Basically, having three kids of my own, I've got 25, 23 and 15. Um, and my little son loved like trains and Thomas and everything. And he wanted a potty train himself at two, which is everyone's like dream that a child yeah. comes up and says it. I had a newborn at the time. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. I was very young, maybe many moons ago. Um, and then just sort of went out and about, took a toddler with a newborn, which is an absolute zero, no, don't do yeah. it. Um, and that, you know, I'm talking 23 years ago, ooh, way back then. Um, and went out and he wanted to go for wee, did it in his Thomas potty. I had nowhere to pull the content. So I just pulled it down a drain in the high street. And a man come up to me and went, you can't do that. What a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. It was only a wee, by the way. Um, and I did pour it down the drain. I didn't like chuck it in the middle of the high street. Yeah. And then I just thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? This is awful. And went home, you know, got the newborn back, at, you know, back in the car, sit, all that palaver and just cried and thought, I can't do this. Mm. There's got to be something out there to help parents. And there wasn't. You know, you phone people for help and everyone's like, just take the nappy off and let them wee everywhere. And then I just thought I want to start improving this. So I invented my carry potty um, and it went from there. And then I started helping people, finding out why children weren't doing it, while parents were finding it so stressful. And then went on and then books. I've written books. And so I've had 23 years I've been doing this, basically. Wow. Okay. I mean, as we said before, there have been so many questions. So I think we might as well jump straight in before we cover, cover any more ground um, that, you know, we're going to cover anyway during the questions. Sure. So I am going to start with this one from Kelly. It's a really common question. How to know when they're ready? Um, just turn two and saying poo-poo after he's been. Okay, which is great. Um, that's really good. But there's got to be some more key signs of readiness. So stopping in their tracks when they're doing a wee and a poo. So they're playing and then they just suddenly go silent. And you see them look down thinking, what's going on down there? That's a really good sign that they're recognizing their bodily function. So that's really good. Um, do, saying poo-poo is good. And then if they're doing a poo-poo, they've done a poo-poo and they're telling you, then that's really good. So they're recognizing that as well. Hiding is another good one. They go, so they start hiding um, in all sorts of places. Um, and, you know, again, paying attention to mummy and daddy when they go for a wee, showing an interest and for able-bodied children, if they can talk and, you know, they can, you know, communicate with you, that's really good. That's They're really good key signs that they're ready. So next one, um, this is from Vicky. My toddler isn't interested in the potty after potty training for, we for weeks. I have to bribe her. Okay, so obviously it depends on the age and depends on the circumstances as to why you started. Um, obviously, if showing key signs of readiness when you started and they're showing no interest, then not ready because then she's just basically not ready. Bribing, um, I would say rewarding is a better way of putting it. <laughs> um, so definitely I'm such 
Honestly, I honestly praise people that reward their children for going on the potty because it's so hard to get them on the potty. So I would say if you continuously have to do this to get her to sit or to do that, and you've been doing it for a few weeks, stop and start again in a few weeks' time, but keep the education going because she's only sitting on there for a reward. She's not doing it because she's recognising anything. So just stop for a good couple of weeks, leave the potty there, um, don't put it away or anything, and then start again in a few weeks. So keep the keep the conversation going and the awareness, yeah. but just don't actually ask them to go on the potty or whatever. Because otherwise you're just, tr- you're just getting them to sit on there for a present they're not doing it because they have the feeling (laughs) yes okay I get that and they get very clever at that as well yeah (laughs) this is from Bell potty trained three-year-old about six months ago he still has accidents with wees never poos he holds his wee until he can't and lets a bit out then he goes to the toilet tips yeah so that sounds like this is really common as well with little ones because they're playing they're really excited and they wait to the real last minute before they want to go for wee so a little bit comes out and then bang the whole lot comes out because they their bladder's not fully formed enough like us we think oh we need a wee so we can just hold clench a little bit and run to the loo they they don't learn that for quite a long time um and it's all about practice so i would say that you're going to have to go back to prompting him. So every 40 minutes, just saying, should we go and try and do a wee? Do we need to do a wee? Um, let's go and see if we've got a wee there. Um, so start prompting. So just so you just have a little bit of a reminder going on for a week or two again, just to keep instilling it back into him because he's so engrossed in what he's doing that he's forgetting. So we, he needs a little bit of a reminder. Or right. even an egg timer is really good as well. So egg timers are great. So if you set a little egg timer, kids love setting it. And when the egg timer goes off, they have to go and try and do a wee. That's a really good, fun way of doing it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I've never tried that. I might have to give that a go. Nearly three-year-old boy is not interested, despite lots of chat, related storybooks and kits. So I'm I'm guessing she's basically thrown everything at it and her three-year-old boy just isn't interested. Okay, well, what I would say is... Leave it again for a little while because a lot of people panic and think, oh, my child's three, they've got to be potty trained, people yeah. look down on me, the peer pressure is really bad, and, and it is in parenting in the parenting world sometimes. Um, but he's obviously just not interested. Can be laziness as well, can be. So what I would say is, why don't she set up, um, give it a go, a good reward system for him. So stickers for trying I always do praise children for trying it's really important right, okay um and then you, you can see it on the things I do but like a wee and a poo emoji wrap up some little prizes and stick a wee and a poo emoji on the front of them put them somewhere the little ones can see and if they do a wee wee on the potty they can open one of those little prizes or they, if they do a poo because if children can visually see what they've got to do they understand it better they will do it and if a reward's in front of them it will encourage them to stop being lazy Right. You know, most parents, Georgia, will say, oh, you know, if you're a good girl and do all your wheeze on the potty today, mummy will take you for an ice cream tomorrow. Or I do this. Yeah. (laughs) But they've forgotten that in a split second because they're so busy that that ice cream, unless they see it there in your hand and, you know, let's go and do a wee because mummy's got the ice cream in her hand. She's forgotten that seconds later. So it doesn't interest her. So it's about now and visually showing them what they're going to get. And 
every child likes a reward. Now, you choose what they are, but every child likes to be rewarded. Yeah, actually, with so my son, I used to do like chocolate buttons with him, and it was like such a small thing, but for some reason, he like he loved it. Um, but it yeah, so they work. can be small things. You yeah. know, don't go and start spending fifty quid on a present. Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. like small things, but. Put him in a jar with his name on it and say, this is your special yeah. jar. And if you're going to do we, you can take something out the special jar, but not until you do we. So just do some little tempting small things. Doesn't That's have to cost a lot of money. a nice idea. Best age to train a boy? My son is two years and four months too early. Is there an age? There's no set age to potty training. Very common question as well. Like I say, signs of readiness are important. Really important. Because if you try and like he's two and a half, two years and four months or whatever, and he's showing no signs and you try to force him to start potty training, he's just going to be resilient. He's not going to do it because he's not feeling it and you can't force a child to do it. So there's no set age, but you know as a parent when your child starts recognising the signs, definitely, you definitely do. Yeah. So there's no set age, basically. Just, yeah, wait till they're ready and they sort of tell you. Yeah, but if they're lazy like the previous one, maybe you do have to do a bit of something to gym up a bit. Yeah, okay. Um, How to deal with it when you're out is already hard enough taking a toddler out. I know. <laughs> it is. Um, well, you've got to be prepared when you go out and about. So take your potty with you everywhere you go because children do not like having change with mm. the nappy off and then you go out and you've got to a find a public toilet which are gross um b try and go and use a toilet somewhere they don't let you anymore so you can't say to a little one i see it do you know what i really have to hold myself sometimes because i see someone go you know you can see this little toddler's obviously potty to it hold on just hold on we'll be fine 10 minutes we'll be 10 minutes we'll find a toilet they can't hold on no. for 10 minutes. so yeah. bring a potty with you bring spare clothes just be organised and also take that little reward with you. So a little wrapped up reward. And when you get in the car, you're going on the bus or whatever, say, we've got your little prize. And don't forget, if you need a wee-wee or a poo, tell mummy or daddy when we're out because you'll get your special prize as well. But keep prompting them more when you're out and about because there's too many distractions. Distractions. Yesterday, yeah. I went into um, London with my daughter Gigi and she's obviously just at the beginning really of potty training she, she has, still has lots of accidents and I was thinking oh my goodness I'm going to be on the train for 20 minutes I think it might be 25 minutes then I'll be on the tube what am I going to do so I don't know if this is the right thing to do but I put knickers on her and then I put a nappy over the top of her knickers while well, a pull up over the top of her knickers so she could feel if she had had an accident and she knew that she had an accident but I wouldn't have had the embarrassment on the job on the tube of her being like completely drenched yeah. or you know that sort of scaring her even more and then as soon as we got to where we were going I just took her to the toilet and whipped the nappy off and then she sat you know in her knickers and then for the journey home I, I put it back on again yeah but that's good because she's still feeling because you know a lot of people do make that mistake of just putting the nappies on you know you're potty trained at home and then go out and then put a nappy on and they're like what is going on you know am yeah. I allowed to wee in it am I now not to wee in it and you know and you've done the right thing but potty training pants are good as well you know cloth potty training pants are really good because they absorb some of the liquid um but what you've done is you've kept that skin to skin contact of a cloth the feeling yeah. of cloth because if you just had the nappy it would have definitely confused her and I would have yeah. said no yeah but yeah and then just take the spare clothes prompt them more 
And, you know, if you can take a potty with you, it always helps. Yeah. When ready, can it be done in a weekend or do you need to take a week off work? <laughs> now, that's a good question because you hear so many people potty training in three days and all of this. Um, every single child is made up differently. Okay. So, you know, I've been in potty training some children where, you know, I, been there for two days and they they're on the right road to potty training so they're going and they're asking and then having very or little accidents um so i would say it's good to do it over the weekend if you're at work during the week so start on a friday afternoon and you've got saturday and sunday just so you're doing it in the comfort of your own home where they feel safe so that's really important but you don't have to take a week off work but if you want to try and get them onto the correct track because if you start at the weekend, then they go to their nursery setting on a Monday. Nursery schools are brilliant, but they're not at home and they can't watch them like we do at home and mm. prompt them as much. They try their best, but they've got lots of kids. Okay. So it is, I wouldn't say take a week off, but if you've got a long weekend or the Monday would be good. Yeah. Um, but don't, don't just think I've got to take a week off. I'm regimentally going to do it in this week. It's got to be done because you just don't know how they're going to react. And that's it. Simple as that depends on the child there's a lot of questions on little ones not wanting to poo so they'll do a wee on the potty or the toilet no problem but they literally just will not poo on the on the potty and they wait till they put their night pan on at night to poo in it or wait till they get home yeah now i've got to say this is probably the most common question i ever get is the poos now it, I did a bit of a sort of assessment on this when I go and, you know, because I love to do a bit of hands-on potty training. And when I go and see the child's not wanted to poo, I ask them why. And they normally talk to me other than their parents. And they say, well, it's stinky, it hurts, it's hard. It, I just don't like it. And, you know, a lot of children don't. And what it is, is children are really, when you do a wee, it just comes out, it just flows out. But when you have to do a poo, either child's had an experience where, They've had constipation, but they can't explain to us, oh, mummy, I've just done a constipation poo and it hurt. They they can't do that at their age. So they could have had a poo that hurts, but they can't explain that. Um, they don't like the feeling of the heaviness in their bottom dropping out, really common. Or some parents say to me, you know, they sit on the toilet and they freak out when it drops into the toilet. They don't like the splash at the bottom because it scares them. Mm. So this is really common. So the best thing to overcome this is set up just a reward system for poos and not start, you know, when I speak to some parents, like, oh, yeah, we like jump up and down, we celebrate, we show them the poo, look what you've done, a nice big poo. Don't do that just because that's going to put the fear of God into them even more. Just say, well done, let's go and flush it away, bye-bye poo. Um, you can have a reward for doing that. So reward system honestly really works with this. So Poo emojis, you know, we're happy to send them by email to you um, or download them yourself. Few little prizes. Keep prompting. If you do poo poo, you can have this. And it's not bribery. It's just making them feel good about doing their poo. Yeah. Um, now, another thing as well is getting them to relax to do a poo, which is the hardest thing. Yes. And getting them to stay on long enough. The biggest tip I can give you is bubbles, blowing bubbles. So natural birth, they say, pant, pant, pant. And you're like, why are you doing that? That's because it's relaxing all of our muscles in our tummies. And it's the same for a poo. So if you're blowing, it helps the poo come out and it relaxes the child from being all tense. So a little distraction box 
with bubbles in or squid them in or the pop-ums or the fidget toys in. Give them that to sit on their lap and say, just sit there for a little bit and try. So just to relax. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I have that with Gigi. She sort of sits on the toilet and she goes all stiff like... I. Don't and that's not going to come it. out like that. Exactly. And leaning forward as well, positioning. So children, we, they tend to sit like bolt upright on the potty or the toilet. That's not a natural way of it to come out. So if you've got a little distraction box, put it in front of them in between their legs so they lean forward or they're yeah, blowing yeah. bubbles or they're looking because the natural curve will help the, the poo come out quicker, um, which is lovely, isn't it? Um, and then... <laughs> Great. Um, and then, you know, and even if they're on the toilet, a step stool, raising their legs really helps as well. Yeah. Because it's much better to do that, to sit like that. Positioning is really important as well. And I guess as well, then it stops it from hurting like them if they're sitting in the proper position. Yeah. It stops it from hurting. Um, it's easier for it to come out and it's just a more relaxed. But children tend to prefer pooing on the potty rather than the toilet in the beginning when they start training. But if they do do it, going back to your question at the beginning, where they do it in their nappy, empty it into the potty with them. Don't start pointing it and saying the colour and the size and all of that. And then just take it and flush it. Say, well done, that's where it goes. Just show them where it goes in a nice, calm way. Next time, if you do it in there, then you can have something like the jar or the little poo present. So just show them in a nice, subtle way where it goes. Don't just take it off, throw it away. Explain it. They are, children are like little sponges, you know, we underestimate them sometimes. So I think if we just talk to them about it and come down to their level, you'll find they get it more than you just hiding it away from them and say, well, next time you've got to do it on there. We need to explain. Yeah, just show it to them. Yeah. Right, this is something that I actually need help with as well. My almost five-year-old is still in pull-ups at night, been dry during the day for two and a half years. When do I need to take action? She starts school and I feel a bit concerned. I know that it's hormonal, but should I take any action, restrict fluids, forward slash the lift? Yes. So this is a good question, actually, because lots and lots of parents, especially before September, like now's the time they start worrying about this. So they're not going to be, I just want you all not to panic because they're not going to be doing sleepovers at five years old. So don't panic about that. It is so common. I can't even tell you how common it is. I was going to say, my son will be six in August and he potty trained at two in like one day, two days, it was so straightforward, but we cannot get him to be dry at night. Every yeah. single morning, his, it's full up and he doesn't wake up. He doesn't wake yeah. up. So Yeah, and, and that's because he's probably a very deep sleeper as well. That doesn't help. And we, you know, we can't really change that. But basically, don't, don't panic because, you know, I've got so many parents where their children are six or seven still wetting the bed, okay, or wetting or in pull-ups. So definitely there are some steps you can take. So it could be they're not weeing enough in the day because children tend to run to the toilet, do a quick bit, and then run away again. And then they have a massive build-up of wee. And then at night when they relax and go to sleep, there it goes. Okay, so... (laughs) Yeah, so we need to, you know, it might be quite a good thing for you to do in Easter holidays to just have a look. Like if he's run in and you, you'll probably think, oh, I didn't realise that. He'll run in and two seconds later he's come out and he's done a wee and you're thinking you couldn't have emptied your bladder in that time. And it might be quite a good thing for you just to keep a little record of that, just to have a little look when you're at home. Yeah. Um, and then just explain to him, you know, you must do big wees at school. It's really important. 
And then, yes, liquid. So lots of parents write into me and say, you know, my child's waking up with a, a balloon size pull up in the morning, but they've gone to bed with a pint of water. So, I mean, I couldn't go to bed with a pint of water and yeah. stay dry. So we can't expect their little tiny bladders to do it. So, yes, reducing liquids an hour before bedtime and fruit as well. So it's lovely that we give them a bowl of fruit and we're getting their five a day. and We feel, wow, we, we've scored with a healthy mum giving our kids all the five a day. But fruit has 80% of liquid in it as well. So we have to be a little bit mindful. Like my daughter used to eat so many grapes, punnets of strawberries, plums and everything and wake up soaking wet because it's all full of liquid. Mm. But I was reducing, this is like my first daughter years ago. So we have to reduce liquids and then they're wee before bedtime and we all do it. I don't care what anyone says. We say, but hurry up, come on. Do we wee, wash your teeth, it's bedtime, come on, get into bed. By that time, they've jumped up, they've done a quick splash in the toilet and they haven't emptied their bladder. So give them a really nice, relaxed wee, even blowing the bubbles to calm them down before bed so they empty their bladder fully. That's, that really helps. And a nightlight as well, because lots of children are scared of the dark. I don't want to do a wee at night because I'm scared of the dark. So I just, they are scared of the dark. I've done so many surveys over the years and they say, I don't want to get out of bed because I can't see and I'm scared. So a little nightlight would be really helpful mm. as well. I mean, we mostly use them, don't we? I mean, I did to my children were seven and eight, I think. Um, so nightlights are really great, but just nice, relaxed wee before, reduce the liquids and make sure they're weeing fully in the day. But don't restrict liquids during the day. No sugary drinks before bed as well. So no, I know it's lovely to give them a Horlicks or a hot chocolate. <laughs> Just it will make their bladder overactive. So we've got to, no sugary drinks, really important as well. We'll be right back after this short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? And what about the lift? Because I know lots of um, like mums of my similar with similar age kids to my son, they do the lift at like eleven o'clock or whatever when they're going to bed. First off, I couldn't lift my son up to do, to do, to do that. <laughs> like there is absolutely no chance I would ever be able to do that. Um, but yeah, what do you think of doing that? I'm not a lover of the lift because I think they're not conscious, so they you know, they're doing it on command. They're not doing it through their natural way of doing it. So yeah. I'm not a lover of it. I know lots of parents love doing the lift and we get to our wits end where we think, well, we're just going to lift them before we go to bed so we don't wake up with that wet. Um, but I would say try those other things first. 
Um, if you want to do the lift, I never judge parents. I never, mm. ever, I just don't because like I say, every child's different, but I, it would be great if we could just get them on an even kill doing it themselves. Um, but there, there are, but if you're finding that your child's between sort of like the ages of seven and nine and still having really, really soaking wet beds, then you can go to a, com- a place called Eric as a charity. Um, and they help with older children who are wetting the bed. Um, but normally you can do these things at home to, to, to rectify the wetting. But don't panic at five or six. It's not something you need to be concerned about unless you think they've got like an infection and you'll be yeah. able to tell from the colour of their wee. Right. Okay, fine. So do you go straight from a nappy to pants or do you go pull-ups to pants? Yeah, well, that's a good one because I've done lots of different testing on this with children that I potty trained and they cannot tell the difference between a nappy and a pull-up because they're the same fabric. They're the same. So we know that they're pull-ups, but they just think it's a nappy. At night, totally different so we must separate this but in the day I love to go cold turkey and literally say set it all up but the night before we're going to say goodbye to your nappies um and it's you know going to wear your big girl big boy pants because they feel a difference and we're going to try and make this difference so if they've got their big girl big boy pants on let them pick them get them involved really I love doing that so let them pick their favorite characters set them all out the night before we're going to say goodbye to the nappies and then start with the big girl big boy pants day one get them to take their nappy off put it in the bin and big girl big boy pants on because I think they have to learn that different transition for them to learn it's like on a bike you know when we we try and get the stabilizer off do we take one off do we do we keep it on do we not just take it off and get them on a soft surface so they fall and then they get themselves back up again and it's the same with nappies we have yeah. to let them have that different change. It's so important. And I and, and I do find that if children do go to big girl, big boy pants, they learn a lot quicker. Okay, they might have a few little wet accidents. It's the only way they're going to learn. Yeah. And also, I guess you can get pull-ups. I think, I don't even remember time my daughter's not been in pull-ups. I think she was in them from six months. So she would not know, like, know that it would, do you know what I mean? She wouldn't know any different. No, they don't, they don't know. But I, I'd say... You know, another little quick tip on that as well, because people go, oh, you know, and this is really a common, common thing as well. Like children, if they want to go and have a wee, some parents say to me, they run and go and find their nappy because they know where they are. So yeah. hide those as well, because children are so hide clever. Hide the nappies, yeah. Hide the no. nappies and say, but a little tip, you can get it on Amazon or anywhere else. There's a little fairy door, really little fairy door. So the night before you start, because I always like to make this journey a bit magical, and to leave the nappies there for the fairy to collect them, like we do with dummies yeah. or anything else. And then the next day, mummy or daddy, that night, you leave a little letter from the Pooh and the Wee Fairy with a little bit of sprinkle dust with their big boy, big girl pants and say, thank you so much. We're going to give these nappies to the little babies and you're going to wear your big girl, big boy pants today. So make it a bit of fun and a bit of an adventure, not so serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Get a bit serious about this whole potty training. Too serious. It's because it all like it feels like there's so much pressure. There's actually been a couple of questions about should a child be dry by the time they attend, um, like preschool. I think there's quite can be quite a lot of pressure that comes from nurseries, especially if they go from a day nursery or you know being at home 
to a preschool like how do you manage that yeah that's tricky and you know it's very different with so many different schools isn't it I mean some say yes it's okay some no not having a child no can't have a child with a nappy on so it's really really different so I think the only thing you can do if you think you know the biggest mistake I think we all made and all do make as parents is we think like they're starting in September to go to the next level of preschool so we'll start potty training in August it's too late we need to start now because Mm. children can take one month two months three months two weeks four days you know so I think the best way to do it is just to always speak to your nursery and uh, and say to them right okay they're okay but they still need prompting so do you mind prompting them they they don't mind doing that and when they say fully potty trained they don't actually mean fully potty trained to the point of zero accidents yeah because they will have accidents in a new setting just because it's different they're excited or they forget so don't get stressed out about it but you know just be honest with the nursery and say done it but they're having the odd accident and they will be absolutely fine with that yeah and it's better to be honest and keep communicating with them but don't do it in front of the child stood at the door of the nursery yeah. <laughs> because they can listen to everything you say and then they make a big thing of it. But don't panic because they are very understanding, but just be honest. Yeah, I remember when my son started in reception and there were a few kids having accidents in the first couple of months there just because it was new and it felt daunting yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Um, this is interesting. It's from Vicky. Do you teach boys to wee standing up? That's a funny one because I've had parents who remember going, my husband's insisting my child stands up <laughs> and I want him to sit down. Um, so it's a really common argument in the parent parenting household over toilet training. It's up to you again, but they do muck about a little bit when they're standing up because it's like a little hose pipe and they think they can be funny with it. Yeah. Um, so I would say I prefer to teach them sitting down and there's plenty of time to get them to stand up because what we need to do is get them to aim right sitting down first and getting used to emptying their bowel and their bladder. But if you're... If they're going to stand up and do it, we we have to get more involved at the beginning. So it's a little bit more fiddly and, you know, and a bit more complicated. But I definitely prefer to practice sitting down and then move on to the natural progression of standing up. And that's something that, you know, you can do once you think you've got them on the right track. But what happens is boys that do do it, some get it and they don't muck about, but some do muck about a little bit. And, it, and they can have more accidents where they haven't quite aimed it properly. They get themselves really upset because they haven't, you know, held it over the toilet properly. So they've wet themselves. They get distraught. So there's things like that. So sitting down, I prefer with my method. There's quite a few questions here about how do you start the conversation? So you've mentioned that there's books and stuff, but what's the best way to just sort of bring, bring up the topic I guess first of all you talk to them about wheeze and poos leading up to it so you think right okay my daughter's starting school in September showing a bit of signs but not really that bothered so I'd start talking about wheeze and poos and mummy's going to the toilet mummy's going to do a wee mummy's going to do a poo you know don't fluff it up and say we're going to do a tinkle or we're going to do a little this or do, it's a wee and a poo because they're really easy words for them yeah. to learn to start with Um, let them come to the toilet with you, you know, um, while you're having a wee and say, mummy's doing a wee now and, and start educating them like that. And then I would say you could start using some flashcards, which are really good. So learning cards, play a little game with them and then start asking them some questions and you'll get a feel whether they're understanding it, taking it on board. Um, 
And then the next stage would be to start the conversation is, you know, start showing them some, take them out, show them some potties, let them pick a potty, bring it home, let them put it where they spend most of their time. So it's there as a constant reminder. And then gently start easing them into it. So I'm a great believer of making it a journey of fun and excitement because let's face it, under the age of five, other than starting school, I think this is one of the biggest milestones as parents that we've got a crack and our little ones have got a crack and it's not an easy one. So if we can try and make it fun, be organised and get them involved, that's the way I would start the conversation. And just before we finish, because there are, I think we've covered most most of the ground, where do you put the potty? You just mentioned... um, you put it somewhere that where they you know they play a lot or they you know they are a lot is that where you should put it when you start potty training them or do you put it like in the bathroom or in the bedroom or where where should it go okay so we all like the ideal of putting it in the bathroom where it should be but that it's ideal to us because it's like the logistics of it and the hygiene of it but actually if it's out of sight it's out of mind for a three-year-old right. so I always say to put it in the room they spend most of their time so it's a playroom the lounge whatever you can put a towel under it or even one of those dog puppy mats and put it on top of there in case you're precious about your carpets and things <laughs> but what I would say is, and they tend not to wee next to it anyway really so I would say keep it in the room because it's a constant reminder and then if you're walking past you can say there's your potty if you need a wee wee don't you know or Oh, where's your potty? Show mummy or daddy where's your potty. So you can just do it as you're busying around, but not going on at them. But then if they're playing and suddenly they get that feeling, they can just dash to the potty. But if it's in a bathroom down the hallway, they've got to open a door, you're going to have an accident because they haven't got the control, especially the first couple of weeks. And then you can gently start moving it towards the door, into the hallway, but gentle like Rome wasn't built in a day so you know I had one woman the other day go I've done it and we've moved it to the toilet after three days and now she's having well she's forgotten that it's down the hallway in the toilet don't rush just give them a good couple of weeks of sitting going and getting it right and then you can slowly move it to the toilet it's no rush and what happens if they do regress so you just mentioned like you know they're everything's going well and they're and they're going but what happens if they get ill or I don't know something they just regress and they, they just kind of go backwards yeah I mean regression is hugely common especially a if they get ill a baby's come in the family you've moved home new childcare setting this will really upset their world um and they become nervous forgetful frustrated about stuff and they're going to have accidents. So what I suggest, if all of those little things are going on in your little bubble of your family at that time, then and they've had a massive regression, then I would just kickstart it again with an incentive of a new system. So go back to the education again, right. set up a reward. It could be a magic, a little box that you can put little things in. They can put the hand in when they've done a wee. Let's get them encouraged again. A sticker. Stickers don't quite cut it with a lot of kids. It's good for trying. So they sit on the toilet, but give them something to aim for. So start a fresh, something you've not done before. Like you say, a jar of buttons or there's these sugar-free little worm things you can get. Like, you know, I I said, one lady said a little boy likes creatures. So fill up the jar of worms. You can take one of those wiggly worms out if you do a wee. Let's give them something to aim for. And, you know, relight their fire again with it all. And that's what we've got to do. Get them back on track. So yeah. something you know makes your child tick and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be an old shoebox 
that you could put a lid on and they can take something out of there. It can be a jar, but let them visually see it there, sitting there, sitting there, so they know they're going to get something if they so do they it. So they know where it is. Okay, brilliant. Is there anything else <laughs> that we haven't covered that you think is important for parents to know? Just timing. Like I say, timing, your timing is crucial when you start potty training. So choose your time wisely, definitely. So don't think okay, I'm about to have a baby in two weeks. I'm going to start potty training today because baby could come early or baby could come in two weeks. You're halfway through potty training. Then the toddler wants to become a baby again because mummy's got the baby. So that's not a good time. Moving house, not a good time. Settle in for a good six to eight weeks. Let them find their feet and feel safe. Childcare, changing of that, really important. Again, wait six to eight weeks again. Um, and just choose your time if they've been unwell or there's something's happened in the family so just choose your time and the biggest advice I can give to parents is is just listen to your own child don't have the peer pressure of friends family and other parents it's all about what goes on in your home how Mm. you feel if your child is ready and don't compare your child that's the biggest thing I can say every child is different and they would go at a different pace but just try not to get stressed about it. Brilliant. And where can we find you, Amanda? You can find me um, mainly looking at um, poos and wees over a potty. Um, <laughs> but, um, at, at expert Amanda Jenner um, on Instagram. And I give lots of tips every day. Tips, you know, people DM me. We send the poo and wee emojis out to people for nothing. They can just download them for us. Um, and then you've got my book, if you're about to start potty training, which is um, Potty Training Magic. Um, which you can get on Amazon as well. But yeah, just, you know, I'm there if you need me. And we give lots of daily tips, weekly tips, Q&A. So don't panic. We're all in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. You're out of it now, aren't you, So <laughs> The potty training. Oh, well, I'm really gosh. glad that you handled that podcast, actually, because you are right in the thick of it with Gigi. I am. And I know exactly. that it's been a bit of an up and down journey for you. So I'm really glad that you got to speak to her one-on-one. And I know how many people were going to be kind of helping out by you know by releasing that podcast episode I know exactly and I think as well it's like with lots of sort of stages of parenting I think you forget all the ins ins and outs and also if you've done it once you think the second time around it's going to be fine I don't remember there being huge issues with Axel so I didn't expect there to be issues with Gigi and there have been there's been loads there's been so much but um we are there's actually quite a few little things that Amanda said that I'm definitely going to take on board like we did celebrate loads when she did a poo on the on the potty or the toilet and actually she said you know don't do that for some children that just doesn't work and I think for Gigi she does feel a bit like overwhelmed by it so I'm trying to be, remain a little bit more calm and just say well done oh yeah I mean imagine if every time you did a poo there was like a mariachi band waiting outside being like <laughs> you'd be like oh Jesus Christ yeah no, do you know what? That's it's, it's so true, and it does make sense. <laughs> like cheering, poor thing. She's like, give us a break. I'm just squeeze one out. I know. Don't. Anyway, there's there's quite a few things that I'm going to take, you know, take from the episode, yeah. and I hope anyone listening as well. Um, hopefully that was useful for you guys too. And thank you so much for sending in all of your questions and um, for engaging so much in these Friday episodes. They're actually sometimes they're my favourite. Yeah, me too. One that we, the one that we did the week before with with Caroline. Britain all around relationships I mean that has stayed with me 
ever since we did it. So we, we really feel passionately about these Friday episodes and we love the fact that they are for you, your questions, um, and hopefully you know we get to as many as we can. So thank you. Um, and as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe, and give the podcast a little follow if you've got time as well. That'd be great. Yeah, please do. And if you've got any suggestions for topics like potty training, you'd like us to go back over weaning, anything like that, then please do just drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mummers on Instagram and we'll be back on Tuesday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.